Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 373, for Saturday, October 1st, 2016. This is the BGG Top 10 edition, a quarterly look at the top 10 ranked games on Board Game Geek. As I teased on Wednesday, there's a lot of motion, a lot of activity in the top 10 this week. It begins with two new entries. Something that's never happened before in a quarter, having two games enter the top ten at the same time. That means we have to say goodbye to two uh, long-running stalwarts of the list. The first of those is Mage Knight Board Game, which slides from number ten to number thirteen. It's designed by Vlada Kavadl, published by WizKids, and has a geek rating of 7.95, which is down one point. In the precise average, going to three decimal points at 7.951, which is down nine points there, the largest quarterly decline it has seen. Mage Knight Board Game had a 16-quarter run, so about four years. It peaked at number eight, spending five total quarters in that position, and then it, it was really just kind of all over the place, bouncing between eight and nine and ten, being buffeted by all the recent releases zooming past it, sometimes in both directions because Eclipse and Android Netrunner both slipped back beyond it. It had a peak rating of 7.971, or 20 points of precise above where it is now. That was on October in October of 2015, a year ago. And what's interesting is at any other point in Board Game Geek's history, aside from the last six months, that geek rating would have been enough for it to be in the top 10. In fact, in 2011, that geek rating would have put it at number 7. But right now, it's at number 13. The other game sliding out, going from number 7 all the way down to number 11, is Through the Ages, A Story of Civilization, by Vlada Kavadl, published by Eagle Griffin Games, with a rating of 798 that is down two points, or 27 in the precise. This is actually, you know, through the ages, the first edition, and the reason it's going down is because the second edition is around, and so a lot, all the attention has shifted over there. Not a lot of new votes for the first edition. It had a 34-quarter run, so that's eight and a half years. It peaked at number two, as recently as October of 2014, and spent six total quarters in that position. Its peak rating was 8.173, or about 20 points of non-precise higher than what it is now. That was in October of 2011, five years ago, on its first brief accession to number two as it passed Agricola in Puerto Rico, and the next quarter was promptly swatted right back down. So Mage Knight's at 13, Through the Ages is at 11. At number 12, right between those, is Scythe, with 7.970, uh, just 19 points of, not of precise average out of the top 10. And so it's a lock for top 10 next quarter. We'll see how high that one can go and who it's going to boot out, because there's a lot of games packed in right here between number 10 and number 6 actually. Let's start with our first new entry. Climbing one spot to number 10, up from, so up from 11 last quarter, 
16 the quarter before, and 33 back on the first of the year, it is Seven Wonders Duel by Antoine Bauza and Bruno Catala, published by Repos Production, with a geek rating of 7.99. That's a three-point gain after a six-point gain last quarter, and then a really big 32-point gain two quarters back. Seven Wonders Duel was released at Essen 2015, which makes it the third Essen 2015 release to make the top 10. It's taken it almost a year, but it has outperformed its big brother, Seven Wonders, which peaked at number 11. That precise geek rating of 7.989 for a number 10 makes it the highest geek rating for a number 10 that we've ever seen. As recently as a year ago, 7.99 would have been enough for number 7. Back in April of 2012 and a few other times, it would have been good enough for number 6. But right now, it's number 10. Sliding one spot for the second quarter in a row to number 9 is Agricola by Uwe Rosenberg, published by Z-Man Games, also with a rating of 7.99. That is a one-point loss for the third consecutive quarter. Come back to the precise comparisons in just a minute. Rebounding back up one space from number 9 to number 8 is The Castles of Burgundy by Stefan Felt, published by Alia and Ravensburger, with 7.99 for an average. And despite the fact that it was passed by our second new entry, it still managed to move up one spot. So it passed Agricola, but then through the ages, fell past everybody. And that second new entry, at number 7, up from number 19 last quarter, and back on April 1st, it had literally just been released, is Star Wars Rebellion by Cory Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with a rating of 8.00. That is a 14-point gain. This makes Star Wars Rebellion the highest-ranked fantasy flight game, which, passing the game that has held that torch for several years now, Android Netrunner, currently ranked number 19. Again, as I mentioned, Star Wars Rebellion was just released on March 31st, so a quick six-month assault into the top 10. It has an average rating of 8.60, which is very high, Uh, Only four points less than Pandemic Legacy's average rating. But of course, it has 7,000 fewer votes. To compare it to uh, that other Fantasy Flight game that's now down at number 19, Android Netrunner, when it was at its six-month mark, it had a geek rating of 8.05, compared to Star Wars Rebellion's 8.00, and it was ranked number six. Ranked number six this time around, sitting there for the fourth consecutive quarter, is Puerto Rico by Andreas Seafarth, published by Rio Grande Games with a rating of 8.01. That is down one point. In the precise, it actually loses 11, which is its largest decline since April of 2014, two and a half years ago. I've been... Well, let me go and talk about... I've been charting the ongoing battle between Puerto Rico and Agricola, but that looks at the the, uh, precise average... Let me dig into that precise average. As I've mentioned uh, many times before, back in the day when Board Game Geek put up their geek rating, it was two decimal places, two 
places after the decimal point. And some time ago, they changed to it being three. But it still uh, it seems somehow easier to compare when you look at them all at the two-digit place. But sometimes you have to look at the three. Uh, like we have right here, we have five games packed uh, within less than 20 points or 0 .020 of geek rating. And it goes like this. At number 10, Seven Wonders Duel has 7.989. Agricola is 7.993. Castles of Burgundy is 7.994. Star Wars Rebellion is 8.002. Puerto Rico, 8.008. So coming down from Puerto Rico, it's only 6 points to Rebellion, 8 points to Castles of Burgundy, 1 to Agricola, 4 to Seven Wonders Duel. And then to continue it, it's only 12 back to the first edition of Through the Ages, 7 more to Scythe, and then 19 down to Mage Knight board game. Very tight bunching here in the bottom half of the top 10, which means a lot of interesting things could happen next quarter. For example, Scythe could pass the whole lot of them. Uh, Seven Wonders Duel could easily pass Agricola and the Castles of Burgundy. And so we might see Agricola out of the top 10 next quarter. Uh, we might see Puerto Rico hanging around number 9 or number 10 next quarter. Uh, remains to be seen. And of course, Essen is just around the corner for this year. And what game is it going to bring? Probably nothing like Pandemic Legacy, but still. Now, going back to the long-running battle between Puerto Rico and Agricola. Puerto Rico passed Agricola two years ago after Agricola had held the upper hand for numerous years. Uh, in fact, right now, Puerto Rico at number six, Agricola at number nine, that's the largest gap in position that Puerto Rico has had over Agricola since July of 2008. But in the precise rating, the gap has narrowed ever so slightly. 15 points separates the two longtime juggernauts, which is two points closer than it was last time, and three points closer than it was at its peak six months ago. All right, there's a little bit of a space between those games bunched at 6 through 10, 6 through 12 or 13 anyway, and the game at number 5. In fact, it's 29 points of precise rating that separates them, which is larger than the gap from number 6 and number 10. The number 5 game there for the second quarter in a row is Caverna, the Cave Farmers by Uwe Rosenberg, published by Z-Man Games, with a rating of 8.04, and that is down one point. But the gap between number 6 and number 5, that 29 points of precise, is nothing compared to the gaps we're going to look at now. From number 5 to number 4, the gap is 115 points of precise rating. So really, these top four are in a class of their own. And when we look at the performance of Scythe, for example, I could see Scythe getting all the way up to number five. I think number four is going to be a hard thing for it to pull off. There at number four for the second quarter in a row is Terra Mystica by Jens Drogemuller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games, a common thread here. This is the third Z-Man game on the list. The rating is 8.15, which is pretty flat. In fact, only one point of gain in the precise. That is a new peak, 8.152, 
and is the third quarter in a row that Terra Mystica has added to its average. At number three, after three quarters at number two, is Twilight Struggle by Ananda Gupta and Jason Matthews, published by GMT Games with a rating of 8.23. Now that's 8.230, same rating, in the precise, and is a one-point gain. 8.230 is the highest rating that Twilight Struggle has had since July of 2013, when it was 8.243, or 13 points higher. And yet, it has slid to number three which is the lowest position it has been in since October of 2010, six years ago. That was the third quarter in a row it had spent at number three, and the last time it would be there before it went to number one for 20 consecutive quarters. So Twilight Struggle has slipped to number three despite not performing any worse. This is the same rating, essentially, that it has had the entire time it was number one. And it was dominant at number one. And we look at the gap between Twilight Struggle and Terra Mystica, 78 points of precise rating. And that is insurmountable. And how many times did I talk about it being an insurmountable gap? That it was hard to see how any game could possibly bridge that gap. And now, two in the last year have done it. We know about the first one, and we'll get to that in a minute. But the second one to have done it, at number two after being number three last quarter and number ten two quarters back, Through the Ages, A New Story of Civilization, or the second edition, by Vlada Kavadal, published by Czech Games Edition with a rating of 8.24. as a five-point gain in the non-precise. His precise rating is 8.236. So only six points of precise rating the gap between Through the Ages and Twilight Struggle, but I think it's probably going to hold as it now closes on the peak that Twilight Struggle ever had. Again, that was 8.243. However, over the last quarter, its average has dropped from 8.97, which is ridiculously high, to 8.85, which is only sort of ridiculously high. Still, far and away, the highest average rating of any game in the top 10, even any game in the top 100. What's it going to do as far as challenging number one? Let's talk about that in just a second. At number one for the fourth consecutive quarter is Pandemic Legacy by Rob Davio and Matt Leacock, published by Z-Man Games with a geek rating of 8.42 a three-point gain after a six-point gain last quarter and a 12-point gain the quarter before. That actually is a fairly common pattern of ratings gain. We see that large amount and then slightly smaller and then slightly smaller. Uh, We saw it with Eclipse and with Android Netrunner and with Terra Mystica and with Caverna. So fairly common. 8.42, that is... 18 points higher than Through the Ages, or in the precise rating, it is 183 points higher. It's an astonishing amount. It's still not quite as big as the gap from Through the Ages at number 2 to Caverna at number 5, but it is a huge gap. It's a gap that Twilight Struggle never had. It never had a gap that, that large. 
And in fact, Twilight Struggle never had a rating that high. Neither did Agricola. The only game that has done so is Puerto Rico. And the last time it had a rating that high was the very first episode of this podcast. Episode 1, January 1st, 2007, Puerto Rico's rating was 8.44. And Pandemic Legacies is 8.42. Now, through the ages having climbed all the way to number 2, can it challenge Pandemic Legacy? I mentioned that Through the Ages has the highest rating by far of any game in the top 10, 8.85. The average rating is 8.85. And that was a 12-point drop over the last quarter. Meanwhile, Pandemic Legacy's average rating, which is also quite high, 8.64, has only dropped one point. So it really seems hard to imagine although some things have happened in the last year that I could never have imagined. But in view of everything that's happened, I can't believe that Through the Ages is going to have enough mass appeal, that is going to get enough ratings to be able to really come anywhere close to traversing that gap. I think it will stay solidly in number two. I think it will put enough distance between itself and Twilight Struggle to hold on to that spot. I don't think it's going any higher. uh, Interesting to note that of the top 10 games, seven of them have been released in the last five years, and that is soon to be eight, as we are going to lose Agricola pretty soon. In fact, as I mentioned, Puerto Rico is not that far away. It's only 25 points of precise rating away from dropping out of the top 10 two, and uh, if and when that happens... It'll really be a whole sort of cult of the new on here, with Twilight Struggle ending up being the the, li- the last long-running game standing. For Saturday, October 1st, 2016.